You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. Top of the morning to you. There is a bounce in our step this morning. We went 3-0 and yesterday. Hope you are having a good week as well. Let's get over the hump together, shall we? How the heck are you? Miller and Moulton, the Florida Sports Network. FloridaSportsNetwork.com. Morning there, money bags. Good morning, David. Nice night last night. Little college hoop. Thank goodness our bets paid off because my alma mater stunk. Oh, my goodness. So I was fired up to watch Creighton win. Where'd you go to school? My alma mater stunk, I, too. I'm not even mentioning them today. I won't even bring them up. Not worth talking about after. Oh my. Wow. Home loss to Iowa hurts that much, huh? I, yeah, I don't like losing to Iowa. That's one of those. I have a lot of friends from Iowa. I take more grief from Iowa losses than I do just about any other loss in the conference. <laughs> and so to be down 20 at home against Fran McCaffrey's Iowa Hawkeyes was a little much for me. Well, you know, I, Fran's such a mild-mannered guy. He's so likable. So I could see why, you know, it'd, it'd bother you. Okay, losing to such a nice, calm individual. But, yep, we combined. Last night, Mark, see, you're the cook. Uh, of the, on the show, you're the cook. Okay, we didn't go with just our normal recipe. Last night, it was a little bit of a jambalaya, but it all made sense. There was one game out there that fit our criteria. Fifth-ranked Tennessee on the road against unranked Missouri. Missouri, in fact, winless in the SEC, was getting 11 and a half at home. We're like, ah, that's our criteria right there. Got to bet that. Yeah, Tennessee won by five. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, now there was another one on paper. Looked as if it fit our criteria. But actually, it didn't. You had the ranked team going on the road, San Diego State, to visit Utah State. Except in this case, Utah State was actually a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Hmm. Well, we think they're going to win. So, you know what? We're going with it. We're taking the unranked team at home, even though we have to lay two-and-a-half. They won by five. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Now. Then, you know, that was that was the Miller and Bally part of the equation. Then the dangerous part of the trifecta, the molten part of the equation. I'm a trend guy. Mark, not so much. But even though this was a trend, it still, in essence, fit our criteria. Somewhat. Top-ranked UConn. On the road, but they're facing a ranked team, albeit an underdog, in Creighton. Now, depending on where you place the bet, two and a half, three, three and a half is what Creighton was getting. But here was the caveat. UConn had not beat a ranked team on the road in 10 years. That's a trend like 20-something consecutive losses on the road to ranked teams. 
Gotta play it. Gotta play it. Creighton took UConn to the woodshed last night. Holy mackerel. One by 19. Ring the bell, baby. Ding, ding, ding. Winner, winner. Chicken dinner. And Miller and Moulton go 3-0 and last night. Huh? So, yes, there's a little bounce to our step. Not to mention we have two NFL guests on the show today. A little more bounce to our step. Right. Daniel Wallach's joining us on the show tomorrow about the Florida Gaming Compact. He's apparently filed a brief before the Supreme Court. What, does he not have enough time on his hands? Come on. I would, so we're rocking and rolling, baby. We got it going on. Oh, yeah. And uh, changes to college football. I <laughs> uh, love sports. I really do. It's the best reality television going. It's so fit. And not only that, we're going to have a, a poll question today. No, I promise. No, we even wrote it down late yesterday because uh, we, we didn't have one. We came out of the holiday with nothing. We might have two. Look at that. Does that make up for it then? Well, that was kind of my thought process because I have I have an idea for two. I just need your approval. We'll get it all done during the first commercial break. <laughs> You've already got my approval. I want to play catch up. I want to keep our streak going. Well, just streak's over. No, uh, streak's over. We have to start no, a new one. No, 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 no. One mulligan. No. No. Remember first tee. First show of the week's kind of like a first tee mulligan. I'm okay with first tee mulligans, by the way. If Only there ever, on the first tee. If there ever was going to be a mulligan for us, it would be the day after a holiday weekend. That's fine. But does UConn still have a 14-game winning streak going, or is that done? Well, it's over. So their streak's over because they lost. Did yeah, we well, have a, a <laughs> Did we have a poll question yesterday? Well, no. The streak's over. Well, no, it's not. We're taking our mulligan. I don't believe in first team mulligans. Well, I do. So that could that could be in and of itself a poll question. It would be a good poll question. First team mulligans, and that's the only place where I think you're allowed a mulligan. First team. Are you a nervous guy on the first tee? Because I Horribly. never was. Horribly. Oh, re- really? Horribly. Yeah, I never was. I don't know what it is. I still biggest... hit horrible drives on the first tee. I would love a mulligan on the first tee. Not allowed. Well, well, why don't you just in your head say, listen, remember, first tee mulligan. Relax. I don't know what it was, man. I used to bang them out on the first tee. I had no problem on the first tee. The other 17 could be problematic. I was never had a first tee problem. I played a really good friend in high school, my senior year at a mat, big match. He he went to the private school. I went to the public school and we hated each other. And yet uh, David and I were friends, good friends, played golf all the time, caddied together and what have you. And everybody on both the teams wouldn't talk to one another, They'd give each other the evil eye and the putting green. Two of us were laughing and joking which used to get us grief. So anyway, we're playing together. He snap hooks two out of bounds on the first tee. It's stroke play. All right? And he's a mess. And nobody from his team's talking to him. I went over. I said, David, David, relax. Relax. I'll hit. Just relax. I go, you're a little quick at the top. Relax. Okay? A guy played even par golf the rest of the day. 
you know, is hitting five off the tee, strokes it down the middle, makes an eight on the first hole, literally plays par golf the rest of the day. I only beat him by one. Boy, would your team been a mad at you oh, if you'd have lost that Oh, all match. over me. All right. The coach, you know, he coach was big into, like, showing up at a hole saying, give me the scorecards. Okay? And I always kept It's golf. I know. You know, exactly. a gentlemanly game. Thank you. He's my buddy. Okay? And he, he was, like, Mark, he was worse than you. He had the sweats on the first tee. He was a mess, always. Okay? We'd be playing Monday at the country club. That we caddied at, you know, it's caddy's day to play, and he'd make a triple on the first hole. It's like, dude, it's us. We're in shorts and you know, t-shirts. Relax. I'm a believer. Maybe it's because of David Lombardi. I'm a believer in a first team mulligan. Yeah, well, I you've never been big on the rules of golf, so I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> I just want to make a couple changes. That's all. I. <laughs> Is signing in the designated scoring area. Well, what if I got to go to the John? Can I just take the scorecard with me? And uh, Don't sign it then. Sign it when you get back. You, you don't, I mean, you go to the John. You, you, when you sign the scorecard, you've signed your scorecard. I, it's really easy. 343-353-444. Were those right? Yes. Then do, do that again. It, it is... But Mark, the most the simple thing in the world. It can be. Because you keep your own score and your opponent keeps your score. You, it's been done that way. These guys have been doing that since they were six years old. It I is far Mark, away the most simple thing in the world to do. All right. A very serious question. All right. Did you ever play a match in which, you know, like you said, I'm keeping my score and in theory on the bottom of the card, I'm keeping yours. Did you ever play a match with somebody and at the end they weren't keeping your score? Because I, I've had that happen in tournament play, actually. The guy's like, oh, man, I'm, I'm sorry. Because they get so wrapped up in their own game that they're not watching. A million times, David. A million yeah. times. Okay. And then you grab your card and go, okay, let's catch up. Here we go. I, 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 right, again. But, then, but then in theory, since you're useless because you didn't keep my score, it's all dependent on me anyway. Listen, I get it why it was originally in the rules of golf. They didn't have all these volunteers. They didn't have television. They didn't have all these people on the course. I totally get it. Okay? But they knew immediately that he had signed an incorrect scorecard. Why can't they change it? Now, I have no problem if they want to give him a two-stroke penalty instead of right. a DQ. Now, I, I, I I've got DQ, no issue with that. A DQ is a little harsh. But, I, I, but there, had, I mean, to just say, oh, we made a mistake. No, it's part of the rules of the game. It's different than team sports. It's an individual game. Except on LIV, Mark. Now they're big into team. Yeah, whatever. I know. It, it would be nice, by the way, if they could name the team something that we could remember. Okay, see, I think it'd be real easy if they called it, wait for it, Team Rom. See, that, that'd be easy to remember. How about Team Mickelson? Huh. Then you find out, oh, who's on Team Mickelson? Oh, well, it's him, and it's Bubba, and it's, oh, okay. Or instead of the the six aces or whatever the hell they're called, I mean, the Mickelson's exactly. team should be the gamblers. You're exactly. Right. So. You know, Cam Smith, bad hair. I mean, do, I mean there's. <laughs> mullet, the mullets. The mullets, right. The mullets, right. Going to do a name. That'd be like if we we're renaming this show instead of Miller and Moulton. All right. What would we call it? 21,000. What would you call the show? Oh, boy. 
The snark hour? It, the snark well, hours, I guess. I was going to say. See, that that's just it. Think about it. So maybe maybe this isn't as easy as we think it is. But, man, what are we going to have? What is this, a, a Levitard show? Are we going to have six-pole questions? What are we doing here? Should there be mulligans on the first tee? All right, if, if we renamed the show, what would you call it? Never mind whatever it is, uh, the two of you. Well, the whole you Anthony know. Rendon. Right. Well, how we're gonna, how we're going to attack that? Yeah, because we will attack that. Oh, with gusto. <laughs> First suggestion, by the way, is chips and dip. <laughs> Rename the show. <laughs> um, I'd like to work some queso in there. I got to be honest with you, Miller and Moulton. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. Twenty-one minutes past the hour, top of the morning to you. How the heck are you? Hope you're weak. If you had Monday off, got off to a good start yesterday. If you worked on Monday, well, we're getting over the hump today. Miller and Moulton, Florida Sports Network, Florida Sports Network. Com. So the big story yesterday, I, I guess, the uh, college football playoff committee making official what we had thought they were going to make official at least one meeting ago. So um, no longer top six conference champions get an automatic spot in the playoff market. It's just five. That's quite all right. One of the conferences went away. Uh, well, I mean, it, right. They have a commissioner and everything. I know. They're called the Pac-12. Mark, how many members do they have? Two. Correct. Two. And yet they have a commissioner and everything. I don't know. Obviously, they got a plan. They haven't unveiled it yet. They're keeping it to themselves. And Washington State and Oregon State are keeping all the money to themselves. So, you know, they got that going for them, which is nice. So, uh, all right, here's the deal. Top five conferences. Top five conference champions get an automatic spot in the playoffs. The top four conference champions, Mark, are seeded one through four. And they get a bye. Top four seeds get buys. Notre Dame is eligible for the playoff. They are never to be seeded in the top four. They can't be a conference champion. So the best that Notre Dame can ever be seeded is five. Even if they're undefeated in the number one team in the country, the best seeding that Notre Dame will ever get is number five. And then figure it out from there. Five through eight get home games. Five hosts 12, six, 11, seven, 10, eight, nine. Then after that, we're using the bowls. So the good news for the top four seeds, get a bye. Bad news is you don't get the home revenue. That goes to seeds five through eight. But Mark, the one thing that I believe this does, which not a lot of people are talking about, I actually think it makes the conference championship game still very important. People are saying, oh, 12-team playoff, and, you know, and even if it goes to 16, it's just a money grab. Well, think about it, Mark. Like last year, SEC championship game. Georgia, 
who went in undefeated number one in the country. Alabama. And the thought was, well, they got to win just to – now, they probably would have been in the 12-team playoff, but Alabama, you think, is like, well, if they win, they'll be a top four seed. They'll get a bye. If they lose, are they even going to be good enough to get a home game? Or are they going to be seeded somewhere 9 through 12? And I think until we go 16, David, and we know eventually it's going to happen. I don't know when, but at some point it goes 16. Until then, much like the NFL playoffs when before we had when we had two buys, it was really important to get a one or a two seed. I mean, it proved out most every year one or right. two seeds were going to the Super Bowl. So I don't know how you can look at this and not see a huge advantage of being one of the top four seeds. Now, in theory, we'll just stick with the SEC title game from a year ago. Alabama beat Georgia. In theory, best Georgia could then be seeded is five, right? They would have gone from one to five. Alabama would have been seeded somewhere in the top four. They would have gotten a bye. Now, bear with me here. You know, the five seed is not a bad place to be. You get a home game, and you're going to face the worst damn team in the playoff. And it's a very good chance the five seed most years is going to face who? Probably the fifth best conference champion, which we're thinking will be an American team, a Sunbelt team, Conference USA, what have you. And then you play the worst power four, if you will, conference champion in the semis in a bowl game, in a 4-5 matchup, which will likely be the ACC or Big 12, really. I mean, right now, if you had to bet who would be the four seed most years going forward, it'd be the Big 12 champion, right? Yes. As long we as still, Florida State, as long Clemson, as Florida State Clemson, Clemson. Right, right. Right. And so if you are the five seed, whether it's Notre Dame, last year that team probably would have been Georgia. You get a home game and an easy game at that. And then, hell, you'll be favored in the neutral site bowl game, remember? You're not going on the road. You're playing a bowl game somewhere. Well, hell, Mark, I'm, a little thing we should keep in the back of our minds. How many times the five seeds favored over the four Don't, the first couple years? And this, by the way, is only a two-year deal. Because right now, we only have signed contracts for two college football seasons. You know, that report a week ago, about ESPN and the $1.3 billion a year. Yeah, that's not true. A couple of the commissioners are like, yeah, we haven't even seen any of the paperwork of what it is you're reporting to be reality. So that may be true, but I haven't even seen the paperwork. Never mind, signed it. And that's to begin the 2026 season and then for however many years, in theory, six. So right now, this is just for two years. We're, we're at 12, 5 and 7, 5 conference champions, 7 at-larges. And this is our format for two years. Mark, I'm willing to go so far as to say, I think we could be at 16 as early as 2026. I can't argue a word you're saying. Because, let me ask you this, David. More or less likely to go to 16 if that deal with ESPN's done. See, that, that means it stays. If that ESPN deal stays the same, then we have a done deal. Yes, I think less likely. 
because in theory, ESPN would have to pay for four more games and that the committee would go, well, no, 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 we agreed on $1.3 billion for 11 games. If they're going to be 15 games, we need more money. So, no, if that deal's actually in place, I think we're going to get locked in at 12 through 2031. But if that deal actually falls apart or the reports were just flat false, then because that's how you start bringing the other networks in, a streaming service, Fox, Fox wants in. Oh, Fox really wants in. But see, you and I are of the belief they'll do this for a couple of years. And we think the top four seeds are going to complain when they realize that, you know, like Alabama, just we'll go last year again. Alabama beats Georgia. Good news is your top four seed to get the bye. The bad news is your president and AD are like, I'm sorry, how much did Georgia make on that playoff game? They made $8 million, huh? Because we, we beat them and they make $8 million and they play the worst damn team in the playoff? Huh. How about we play the worst damn team in the playoff as the one seed at home in Tuscaloosa? Because yeah. that yeah. makes more sense to us. Right. How about if we play, we're the three seed. How about if we play number 14? And look, just think about who the top four seeds are going to be. Right. Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama. Right. LSU, Texas, you know. Hope, I don't know. Will ESPN allow Florida State to be one of the top four seeds? I don't believe ha! so. Ha, ha, ha. I cracked myself up. So, so there you go. That was the big news yesterday, Mark. Five and seven. Oh, we're doing this. That's what they said yesterday. Oh, we're doing this. One of the... Least anticipated moves in college football history. We saw this coming the moment the Pac-12 disappeared and disintegrated into the Pac-2. Mm-hmm. There's a joke that uh, I saw yesterday that Washington State and Oregon State, they were holding out agreeing to this until they could agree to get like some of their memorabilia sold at the concession stands. No? Too soon? Miller and Moulton, brought to you today by the Pac-12. <laughs> Shrinking as quickly as humanly possible. The starting five is next. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton. 22 minutes before the hour. Pat Kerwin in an hour. He couldn't make yesterday his normal day. We said, well, we'll talk to you Friday. He called up and said, no, there's a lot to talk about. I'm coming on Wednesday. Okay. All right. Can't wait to hear what he wants to talk about. Right. So back her in an hour, then Seth Everett, and then Matt Canada, the guy who runs Pro Football Network. He joined us. To kick off the season, now he's going to join us, I guess, to kick off uh, the off season. Matt Canada, our old buddy, he's joining us two hours from now. We got a good-looking show. Daniel Wallach about the Florida Gaming Compact. He's filed a brief before the Supreme Court. He's going to join us tomorrow. 
We're going to ask him, what do you have, too much free time on your hands? He filed a brief and I wear boxer briefs. That's as close as I've come to filing a brief, David. Right. Exactly. Daniel, congratulations. You filed the brief. We've warned them. Okay, how you doing? Uh, 21,000 is our text line. We're asking you, if you were to rename the show, what would you call it? That is so dangerous, David. And very dangerous. It doesn't mean we have to read it on the air, but we are just curious of the responses. How did we get on that? Renaming it? Was it? Pac-12. Uh, right, the Pac-12, right. And they're still calling themselves the Pac-12, even though they only have two. David, right. you won't know the names when I say them, but I do love this. Statler and Waldorf. Those are the two old guys from the Muppets. We do nice. resemble them. You guys are up in the corner. Yep. Just chirping at everybody. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Even the young guy liked that one. That show only predates him by 30, 40 years. Right. So he's basically saying with that laugh, yeah, you two resemble that. Yep. Uh, that's who he's now going to tell everybody who he's working for. Hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm working for uh, Statler and Waldorf there. What? Yeah, they go by Miller and Moulton. Uh, Twitch chat room, Snarky and McRib. Okay. You know, you don't have to just come up with like Miller and Moulton. You could just like call us, you know, the untouchables or something like that. You know, it, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, Snarky and McRib, but you know, whatever. 21,000 Twitch chat room. What would you rename us if essentially we're the Pac-12 and there's only two? Someone just put the show in its proper order and said Moulton and Miller. And while I agree with that wholeheartedly, it doesn't sound as good. We no. went over this nearly 20 years ago. See, the two L's, you just kind of flow right through. Miller. And you don't want it to start. The T kind of stops you in Moulton. Okay, see, Moulton. You know, it's just already, And then you got it, so it's Miller and Moulton. Flows better. It's all. Right. Uh, Moulton kind of sounds like an ending. Yeah, it's Miller and Moulton. You know, we're driving, we're driving, we're driving, we stop. That That's that's why we did that. All right. Uh, 19 before the hour. Time for. The Starting Five. Five stories you need to know. It's The Starting Five on Miller and Moulton. Here's number one. Well, we were just talking about a college football playoff committee. They officially yesterday changed their format. Top five conference champions will get automatic spots in the playoff. Top four conference champions will be seeded one through four. So if you don't win your conference, you can't get a first round bye. Notre Dame can never get a first round by by this format seats five through eight will host home games for the next two years here's something else mark they're going to begin discussing today this is going to be serious this is where things can blow up mark the sec and the big 10 they're not real interested in sharing the money evenly Reportedly, Petiti and Sankey are going to be like, um, yeah, the, we're kind of driving the bus for this whole sport. Why should, you know, shouldn't we, like, get most of the money? 
And a real bone of contention is going to be, like, let's just say you divvy it up individually. Uh, you know, like, we'll go with the what was reported last week, Mark. $1.3 billion a year in the playoff. Okay, you got 12 teams in the playoff and 11 games. So divide 11 into the $1.3 billion. Every game is worth, what, $115 million? Every spot in the playoff is worth close to $110 million. You could assign dollars to a how much is a spot in the playoff worth but then also assign dollar amounts per win well the big 10 and the sec are like yeah so let me get this straight a notre dame who doesn't have to share their money with anybody could be seated fifth or sixth a they'll get a home game b likely a first round win and wait so they're going to end up potentially making the playoff, winning one or two games, and making more money than any other school in the country? No, I don't think so. So that's some of what's going to get discussed today in Dallas. The money. It's real easy to agree on five and seven. Now let's break down the money. And it will be interesting to see where the ACC and Big 12 line all is because you're right. The Big 10 and the SEC are are running this bus. Right. But they'll need votes. Or if they see that the votes are not coming their way, do Petiti and Sankey look at one another and go, so you want to just do this ourselves one day? You know, this contract only has two years left. We could just... It'll go with what they want. And in 2026, we can negotiate our own deal. What do you say? We'll just invite each, and we'll decide if we want to invite some of these other schools to the party. At our discretion. Who, Which playoff do you think the networks are going to bid for? Theirs or ours? I mean, seriously, that's totally left unsaid here. What else have we brought up in the past? This is going to lead to, because this is going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to happen. The Big Ten and the SEC are going to make sure they are getting 70% of this playoff money. They're basically going to look at everybody else and go, there wouldn't be a playoff without us. So we're not divvying this up evenly. And then, Mark, by the end of this decade, what's going to happen? The Ohio State's and the Michigans and the USC's and the Penn State's and the Big Ten are going to look at the Illinois and the Purdue's and the Minnesota's and go, listen, we don't want to kick you out, but we ain't sharing this. In the next TV deal, you're going to get paid by appearance. So if you guys aren't any good, eh, here's a base. You get 40 million a year. But, you know, every time you get on national TV, that's worth two and a half million bucks. So get good. Or else shut up. I mean, you and I both know that's coming. And as that's coming, what else is happening? As the good teams are getting all of the money, the mediocre and bad teams are getting none, how are they able to even keep up? Exactly. The, the money will be so great between the haves and the have-nots, it will be next to impossible for a have-not ever to get a seat at the table. Never mind the have-nots. We may by then the players may be employees. They may be a union. We may have collective bargaining. There may be a minimum amount of money that the have-nots actually have to spend on the sport. Even if it's baseball and you're the Marlins and the Rays and what Pirates, 
going up against the Dodgers and the Yankees and what have you. So anyway, more voting, more meeting today in Dallas. NFL news, Matthew Slater retired 16 years with the Patriots. Many feel he's the best special teams player of all time. Before Matthew Slater, the thought was Steve Tasker was the best special teams player of all time. Mark, is Steve Tasker in the Hall of Fame? He is not. Do you think Matthew Slater will end up in the Hall of Fame? My, I say yes. My gut tells me that it's going to be a yes because he's going to have Belichick pulling for him the entire time. There you go. And how many Super Bowls Steve Tasker win? Well, zero. How many Super Bowls Matthew Slater win? Three. Okay, and you're right. Belichick is going to be the one making his five-minute presentation in front of the room. But Matthew Slater retired yesterday. Uh, Lions release safety Tracy Walker. He'd been with them six years, 29 years old. Started the season as as a starter, and then midway through became a backup. They say $5.5 million by letting him go. He had nothing but good things to say about the city and the organization, the fans. He released a nice statement. That Nice of them actually to release him this early. He gets to talk to other teams, get a better deal for himself. Uh, those uh, adults are now charged with murder in the Chiefs victory parade shooting, along with some other felonies. They're facing the death penalty, by the way, in Missouri. College hoops, top-seeded UConn. On the road, facing a ranked team. Hadn't won one of those games in 10 years. Yeah, they didn't win last night either. Creighton beat them by 19, 85-66. Tennessee, with three minutes to go, they were covering. Not at the buzzer. Fifth-ranked Tennessee keeps Missouri winless in the SEC, but they only won by five, and they were laying 11 and change. UCF, a loser at West Virginia. Florida State, a winner at home against B.C., and we went 3-0 and on our bets because we had Utah State at home laying two and a half against San Diego State. And the 19th ranked San Diego State got beat by five. So winner, winner, chicken dinner all around for Miller and Moulton or however you name this show. NHL, Adam Lundell in overtime as the Panthers blew a 2-0 third period lead but beat Ottawa in OT 3-2. Rangers, Shesterkin with 42 saves. They beat Dallas 3-1. Ovechkin is on a heater. Yes, he is. Two last night. 6-2 Washington over Seth's Devils. And the Islanders finally won an overtime game. They beat Pittsburgh 5-4. Remember Robert Reed? The basketball Basketball player. player. Right. Houston Rockets? Right. Yeah. He died. Of cancer at the age of 68. He was on both Rockets teams in the 80s who lost to the Celtics in the finals. Good player. 13 years in the league. Averaged 11 points a game. Good two-way player. Robert Reed passed away at the age of 68. Uh, The Rays signed infielder Ahmed Rosario. It's a good deal. This guy's a starting caliber player in the majors. Not a great player, but an above-average starting infielder outfielder they signed him for a million and a half bucks he's 28 years old 
he's going to be a righty bat in their lineup against left-handed pitching. He can play the outfield. He can play middle infield. That's a good signing. You know, Mark, the Rays do that a lot. You notice that? Um, so last week, the A's hired Jenny Kavnar, be the first woman to be the main play-by-play voice of a Major League Baseball team. In theory. Yesterday, I mean, it's still the A's. Right. By name, it's kind of like being in the Pac-12. Right. You know, the A's are technically a Major League Baseball team. In reality, by the way, they're thinking Sacramento now is where they're going to play the three seasons in between Oakland and Vegas. That's if they ever get to Vegas. But uh, A's hired Chris Carey to be the number two play-by-play voice. If that name sounds familiar, well, his dad is Chip, his grandfather was Skip, and his great-grandfather was Harry. Chris Carey, I'm sure he got the job on merit. I'm sure of it. But uh, he'll be the backup play-by-play voice on A's baseball this season. And finally, Jessica Corda, who hasn't played since May. First, because, well, she had a back injury. And then once her back healed, she realized, holy smacks, I'm pregnant. Well, she gave birth yesterday. First child, the son. So she hasn't won in three years, but uh, pride of Bradenton. But she won yesterday. Darn right. See what I did there? Yeah, look at you. In fact, an early nominee for play of the day. (laughs) And seven minutes before the hour, that was. That was the starting five every weekday morning at this time on Miller & Moulton. So there you go. Pat Kerwin in 45 minutes. I might go college baseball for play of the day. Number one team in the nation knocked off last night in a midweek game. I love Tuesday, Wednesday, college baseball. Both teams throwing out number four and five starters, six guys out of the bullpen. Final score often is 11 to nine. I love midweek college baseball. Miller and Moulton, thanks for joining us.